Greetings, dear viewers, and welcome to the International Roundtable. Our topic today is two reasons to worry about tomorrow, one global solution. Our guests today are successful opinion leaders in their spheres. This online discussion is held in continuation of the conference, Global Crisis. This already affects everyone. This event united people from more than 180 countries of the world and was simultaneously interpreted into 72 languages by volunteers. The topics that were revealed during this international discuss discussion were really shocking and covered such spheres as the nearest future of humanity in the current fast-developing conditions of artificial general intelligence, increase of the unpredictable climatic disasters and climate change, including cosmic processes, as well as catastrophic ecological situation on our planet. Millions of people watched this conference. It caused a huge resonance and the world community asked and requested to extend and to widen these topics. So every day we conduct these international roundtables to widen the topics raised at the conference. And I would like to greet my co-host today, Dr. Konstantin Rybachuk. Thank you very much, Selena, for introducing me. Uh, warm welcome to everyone. Uh, the new upcoming conference has already been announced. It is called Global Crisis Time for the Truth that will take place on December 4th, 2021 on Alatra Unites platform. So if you care about your future and the future of your children, we invite you to join the volunteers of the project Creative Society in preparing for this truly epic event. Dear friends, every skill and knowledge is highly valued. So please contact us at info at alatraunites.com. I will repeat again our email info at alatraunites.com. And Right now, I would like to introduce our dear guests. It's true pleasure for us, and let's begin. So I'd like to begin with uh, Ms. Nicolette Devidar from the United States, television host, president, and CEO of Urban 2020. Nicolette, warm welcome. Thanks, thank you. Great to be on. Thank you. And I would like to introduce our next guest. Uh, this is Mr. Leslie Magnum, also from the United States, participant of the Creative Society Project. Leslie, warm welcome to you. I thank you so much. And great to be here on this wonderful morning. <laughs> welcome. Thanks. Leslie, your speech at the conference was really remarkable. Could you please share what inspired you to participate actively in the conference and also share your experience with us and viewers. Well, I, I think and feel that, you know, it is the duty as a human being 
to be inspired by others that believe our world can do better and be better. And to be able to speak with people from all around the world and share my thoughts and a lot of the thoughts and feelings of others um, who can't speak for themselves um, sometimes um, meant a lot to be able to, to do that. And for it to have been uh, translated into so many languages over 72 or was it 78 or something like that? I think the language count had increased uh, after we had started. But um, that itself, people itself, inspires me. Um, you know, I, I'm a lover of people and, you know, of all nations of, of our world. Um, I've always been intrigued by culture and language and um, the beauty of, of places that I've never been. So I, I, and I would love to see them one day. And, and um, that's all a big part of my inspiration is to be a part of our world, you know, and, and to be accepted, you know, as everyone wishes to be. And to think, what, what was the second part of your question? Again, I'm sorry. What inspired you? What is your opinion about the conference, about the topics which we all raised at this conference, about now, the importance of these topics? Yes. Now, our topics on climate change and, and all of those things and the disasters um, and people um, being refugees, you know, to nature, um, no fault of their own. Um, and for us to come together and to be there for everyone is so important. Um, we are in a changing world right now. And um, climate change, um, we all need to have a, a better understanding of what climate is in a simplified manner. Um, you know, because climate changes every day, you know, whether it's hail or snow or beautiful sunshine, it's the disasters that we have to focus on and realize that there are people in areas who are less fortunate than we are with the knowledge that we have. And we need to support them. We need to be able to feed people. You know, we, and, and we have the ability to do that. Um, we, we have to be able to provide structure, um, housing, and, and things of that nature, just everyday needs for everyone in our world. And, and to think, to be able to, um, as a kid, believe that, and then all of a sudden it just, disappears. And now as an adult, to be able to think back then, you know, it was we are the world. This was the song that was sang, you know, <laughs> we are the world and, and we are, and we need to come together as one to save each other, to care for each other, because our world is changing. And it is so important 
that we prepare ourselves for it by coming together as one world. We no longer need separation. We've done that. We've been there. You know, it's like, it's time to evolve. You know, we've evolved into this technical world, but we haven't evolved as human beings. And, and the discussion that day was about us evolving into human beings, humanity, humans being the number one thing on our minds, humans, humanity together. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I'd like to address right now the question to you, Nicolette. Um, what do you think about the conference? And please share with us your impressions of the conference, please. So I thought that the conference really tackled most of the topics head on in terms of what we're all grappling with, but also put it in context to look a little further to see beyond just those challenges, but actually see what's going to happen afterwards. And what to what extent is it in our hands, basically? What can we contribute to move past the stage of just looking at, yes, these are the issues we're facing, these are the challenges we're facing, but to understand there's first of all a reason of why we, we face those challenges. It's important that we understand to read those challenges differently, to see how the human fits in there, what it really means to be human, what our role is, and then to move beyond that we do have a creative part in that and a responsibility with that in terms of we create all the time. We create with our thoughts, we create with our emotions. We have to understand that the human being cannot do anything else but create. So when you look at all those issues, the global crisis, also understanding that crisis isn't always a negative thing. And I think that also depends to understand, for example, when people get sick or there are diseases. And, and I'm throwing this out there because it's really important to understand that crisis always is a door to go through, every time. It's not something we're going to die from, it's something to walk through and learn from. And I think, so the way to look at this, see how it all comes together, understand how to read it and understand what an opportunity it represents and then really understand what would you have inside you what's given to all of us what we have inside us to walk through i think this is the the, the biggest potential in seeing it so um maybe not just seeing it as a global crisis but understand crisis in a different way so yeah. it's like leslie mentioned earlier and if well a way to evolve or an opportunity to evolve, right? Look at, at some kind of crisis as an opportunity to become better or as an opportunity to evolve in like different terms and different meanings. Making choices, making choice to evolve. Also that what you mentioned now, Nicoletta, is, uh, you know, gave me an understanding that we people are, uh, who are in a privileged situation today because right now 
Uh, there is nice weather outside and we don't experience right now any climatic disaster. So from outside, we also always see the situation differently as from what people see when they are inside. And uh, the topics which were raised during the conference, they were about that uh, the number of these global disasters and climatic uh, situations, they are increasing. So that means more and more people will be involved and we see it every day in the news. So uh, a big step for us in the evolving uh, would be uh, really to understand now being outside, how it is to be inside these critical situations in the format of the consumeristic society and make all necessary actions and steps today to change it. Because then we, being outside, can see how sad and dangerous and um, really unhuman it is inside these situations today. Then we can make it a change, really. So... Let's continue our discussion. And uh, one of the key topics discussed during the conference was the real state of environment of our planet, the ecological situation. So we would like to suggest to you, dear viewers, to watch with us a short video about it and come back to the discussion. The Earth is a living organism, and everything in it is interconnected. The Earth is as much as an organism as a human, and it's just as vulnerable. Our illusion of happiness and well-being can be shattered in a moment. Eighty percent of lungs are damaged. Each year, the world loses about 10 million hectares of forest area, equivalent to 27 soccer fields per minute. In 2015, an estimated 50% of the planet's wild forest had gone. If the trend is not stopped, we will only have 10% of the world's original forest left by 2030. In addition to industrial logging, large numbers of forests are being destroyed by annual fires, abnormal weather phenomena, and acid rains. Forests are also being destroyed in the so-called green pursuit. For example, 9,000 trees have to be cut down to produce a year's supply of paper bags for just one retail store. Forests are known to provide oxygen, but they are also home to many species of animals and plants. Deforestation leads to soil erosion, reduced river water availability, and enhanced greenhouse effects. 
And despite the signing of the UN Declaration on Forest in 2014, which aims to have deforestation by 2020 and to stop it permanently by 2030, the global average annual gross tree cover loss has increased by 40% in recent years. If forests disappear, one third of humanity, which is currently heavily dependent on forest and forest products, will suffer poverty and death. 75% of skin is affected. As of today, 75% of Earth's land area is already degraded as a result of human activity. By 2050, that figure could reach 90%. The main sources of soil contamination are industry, transport, agriculture, nuclear power, and huge areas of landfills. The production of environmentally friendly human health products is impossible on contaminated soil. Every year, 30 billion tons of fertile land are depleted worldwide. In other words, the equivalent of one soccer field of soil is eroded every five seconds. In the meantime, it can take up to a thousand years to produce one centimeter of fertile soil, which means we will not be able to increase the soil layer in our lifetime. Almost half of the topsoil on Earth has been depleted in the last 150 years. Land degradation leads to food shortages and famine. Currently, about 40% of the world's population is affected by land degradation. It is more than 3 billion people. Oxygen deficiency is being observed. Nine out of 10 people worldwide breathe polluted air. The main sources of anthropogenic air pollution are emissions by industrial plants, as well as all types of transport vehicles, thermal power plants, and waste incineration. Air pollution is one of the leading threats to child health accounting for almost one in 10 deaths in children under five years of age. 24% of all deaths among adults are caused from heart diseases, 25% from stroke, 29% from lung cancer, all of which are induced by air pollution. Air pollution generated by burning fossil fuels is attributed to approximately 4.5 million premature deaths worldwide every year. The WHO estimates that air pollution kills more than 7 million people annually. Liver badly damaged. Marshes are a giant natural filter that effectively absorbs carbon dioxide, dust, and toxic elements from water and air. Within one year, one hectare of swamp absorbs three tons of dust from the air and seven to 15 times more carbon dioxide than a hectare of forest and releases seven to 15 times more oxygen. Meanwhile, about 90% of wetlands have disappeared 
all over the world in the last 300 years. And now we continue to lose them three times faster than forest. Reasons for the disappearance of marshes are drainage for further agricultural use, urban expansion, and peat extraction. Swamps are being depleted as a result of water loss due to the wares and dams, construction, deforestation, and soil erosion. Contamination of marshes is caused by oil spills. Thus, the most important function of the marshes, cleansing the atmosphere, is impaired. If marshes stop absorbing CO2 from the atmosphere, its concentration will increase by 28% annually. Marshes are strategic storages of freshwater. Less than 1% of water on Earth is usable freshwater and is mostly stored in wetlands. The disappearance of marshes leads to a significant reduction in the supply of fresh water. The blood test is not good. 2.2 billion people around the world do not have access to safely managed drinking water. Water scarcity already affects four out of every 10 people. Globally, at least 1.8 billion people have to use a drinking water source contaminated with feces. 2.6 million people die each year of diseases relating to the water and an unsanitary environment. That's five deaths every minute. 297,000 children under five die annually from diarrheal diseases due to poor sanitation, poor hygiene, or unsafe drinking water. According to the UN report, World Water Development Report, by 2025, an estimated 5.5 billion people may be living in areas facing moderate to severe water stress. The deterioration of the water scarcity situation will lead to mass migrations and as a consequence to conflicts and wars over this natural resource. According to the estimates of the world's water portal of the Pacific Institute, between 2010 and 2019, worldwide, there have been 466 water-related conflicts of various scales. 36 of them were armed battles, and 285 caused damage to water infrastructure. According to statistics, regions that had previously no problems with fresh water sources also find themselves in the zone of such conflicts. The researchers believe this trend will continue. The frequency of water conflicts will increase, affecting more and more countries. system is destroyed. Around 1 million animals and plants are threatened with extinction. The global biomass of wild mammals has fallen by 82%. In the past century alone, the number of species that have gone extinct is as much as it would normally take 10,000 years to accrue. The current rate of extinctions is now rapidly approaching that of about 70 million years ago, when the dinosaurs went extinct in the most terrible era for fauna. 
In 2018, biologists estimated that given the current extinction rate of mammals, it would take three to five million years to restore the planet's diversity. The disappearance of plant and animal species leads to the instability of ecosystems and consequently to the disruption of natural human habitats. From the UN report, the projected biodiversity loss will affect all people with particularly detrimental effects on indigenous peoples and local communities, as well as to the poorer and vulnerable groups, taking into account their dependence on biodiversity for their livelihoods. The vital signs of the body are sharply impaired. The patient is in a critical condition and brain tumor has been detected. The consumer lifestyle of humans is like a malignant tumor on the Earth's body. It is constantly growing, consuming and consuming, and taking everything it needs from the macroorganism for itself. It doesn't share, doesn't think about others, which results in the death of the organism along with the cancer tumor. If no global action is taken today, tomorrow it will be too late. The planet you live on is dying. The Creative Society is our only chance. just seen from the video the situation is very acute and catastrophic but the majority of people are not aware of the true information and simply have no idea of what exactly is happening right now today everything depends on the actions of every inhabitant of the planet earth Nicolette, as a representative of mass media, you are a role model for others on how to inform people about the Creative Society. I'd like to address the next question to you. How important is it to speak up, breed awareness, and to wake up the media all over the world to reveal the truthful information about the current situation and the fact that Creative society is the only way out. That's a difficult question because when you look at the media landscape, there are most media is driven by agendas. So how important is it to speak up? Critically important, no question. How important is it to put the facts out? critically important, no question. It does mean to break free from normal media constraints. It does mean to break free, even if that means that maybe your own career is on the line or jeopardized, but it does mean to, it does mean to go into the courage and summon the courage that we've got to actually speak out. And we see, we do see this more and more of people to, to start speaking out, but it's, it's very, very important, but it is still a minority. It also means, though, for people 
to be invited and I would like to extend this invitation to all of the viewers of Alatra as well to source alternative media sources, to look for information, not just from mainstream, because you know at this point we know every mainstream media, they have an agenda. So you have to really critically source other information and then start thinking for yourself. You got to do your own research. You got to do what resonates with you in your heart. It doesn't take much to go out and take information and then go in nature and actually see what's happening. And if you start looking at nature as a living organism and stop thinking about it as a resource to deplore and exploit, then we actually start getting somewhere but it needs to be fast there's no more time to sleep and I do invite everyone and that's not just in media because media delivers what people want to watch so it really depends on the viewers to also speak up and say we want to hear more of the truth we want to hear real facts we want to hear other opinions we want to see things from a different perspective and angle so it goes both ways it's it goes to the presenters to the hosts to the editors to the producers but it also goes to the viewers and the audiences to have the the openness to look at uncomfortable topics this is an uncomfortable topic watching your video doesn't make someone feel great when they walk out it shows you that we have the responsibility it shows you that it really touches everyone in there and there is no time to lose but it also means you have to have an openness in listening to this and not just decide you would rather be a couch potato and watch like a, a reality show because it makes you feel good. The time for feel good is past. It's time to really focus on realities, uncomfortable topics and what we all can do. And speaking up is critical. Thank you very much, Nicolette. May make a short conclusion here and please add if I said everything or made it made the right conclusion. So in order, for example, to change the agenda of the mainstream, we people need to be more choosy. We need to choose information which is true, which is real, which is adequate, and which concerns and affects everyone. For example, like, if we want to know the truth about the climate, we are the ones who are um, making that call to the media that we want this. Till we are keeping silence, we consume what they tell us. So we are actually people need to understand, need to believe and need to well, to understand, I believe, first of all, that we are the ones who are really can make that agenda. Yes, one thing I would like to add, keep in mind, though, real information is the new hit thing. But the thing is, every information you see is somewhat biased. This is human nature. It depends a lot on your interpretation, right? This is why self-thinking is critical, but this is also why you need lots of different perspectives and views. So you are in a position of making your own judgment and trust your own judgment. But yes, it is absolutely critical from viewers to tell the media that this is these are topics we want to hear more about. Thank you very much. Thank you for sharing your 
opinion and thank you for your sincere answer. Uh, dear viewers, right now we have one more guest. Uh, she has just joined us. Uh, my pleasure to introduce our third speaker, Dr. Seniority Joyce from India. Dr. Joyce, warm welcome. Thank you so much for the warm welcome. Thank you. Uh, Dr. Joyce is from India. She is an author, blogger, keynote speaker, and regional director. Thank you for joining us today. I propose that we continue. And uh, Dr. Joyce, we would like to ask you, first of all, what is your opinion about the conference, Global Crisis? It already affects everyone. I know that you watched the conference and which topics touched you most? So, uh, yes, climate change is one thing that is affecting all of us right now. And uh, yes, as Nicole rightly said that, you know, we need to start with, uh, you know, uncomfortable conversations. Now, why we do not want to have that is uh, simply because uh, we are in our comfort zones right now and we do not want to step out of our comfort zone. So the first thing that we have to do is we need to step out of our comfort zone. So we as humans, if we do not face a particular issue, for us, it totally altogether does not exist, which is not the fact. So we need to get out of our comfort zone, try to understand what we as a nation or uh, as a world, we are facing and address those concerns, which will uh, help us move towards uh, making a better creative society. Thank, Thank you, you so much. And on Alatra International Public Movement, Movement Platform, we have different research projects. And um, these include clim climate control and breaking news that uh, inform people about abnormal natural events, provide insights of eyewitnesses to natural disasters, as well as scientists' opinions and coverage of the ways out and the conditions of uh, impending climatic changes. Therefore, we would like to invite our dear viewers to subscribe to these info channels. If you are not indifferent to climatic changes in the world, please join us. And if you have witnessed a typical natural disasters in your region, please send us your video feedback. And uh, I would like to, now you see on the screen how to subscribe to these uh, channels, how to uh, be informed about the true situation of the uh, climate events on our planet. And we have daily updates. So, uh, before we continue, I would like to um, invite you to watch uh, the video about, um, uh, yeah, no, sorry, I think that maybe we come to the video a little bit later, because um, just to continue, we often hear that people affected by these catastrophes are left one-on-one uh, -on -one with uh, the disaster. Basically, they have to deal with it on their own. And the only hope for them um, is help from the government. But most probably after everything has already happened and uh, they are trying to deal with consequences. Uh, there are no predicted measures and not honestly not much help from the world community. 
And um, we do know that India is one of the countries that constantly, constant, constantly is experiencing uh, natural disasters, and they are growing and growing, and they are uh, getting more and more. Um, um, acute. This is why, Dr. Joyce, we would like to ask you, could you please share with us what is the real situation in your country now? And the second question would be, what role does global unification on the platform such as Creative Society play in fighting the root of the problem? Not consequences as now, but the root of the problem in the whole world. Please, the floor is yours. Okay, so when we talk about the current situation, we do know that pandemic is still going on. So, uh, you know, uh, hearing the media is something that everyone looks uh, forward to because most of the information when we are confined to the walls of our houses, the most information that we get about what's happening around us is through media. So we need to be very careful about what news we are grasping, how we are taking it. So right now, if we talk about India, it's like in most of the cities, uh, there is a spike uh, in the coronavirus cases. There is a new layer of, uh, you know, Delta virus going on. So this is just because at the moment we are not taking care of our climate. If we would be more careful uh, towards our environment, towards how we are affecting the climate, this would surely change. But... Uh, you know, even now, even after it affecting us for so long now, people are not careful. So even after taking vaccines and everything, people are just being like, you know, normalizing. They think that they have taken the vaccine. That means the effects have already gone, which is not the fact. So your media should be more careful about, you know, bringing that kind of awareness among people that they still need to be very careful when it comes to all of this, when it comes to being in public places. Though government is opening up things, it's because, uh, you know, most of the governments don't want a crash in the economy. And that's the thing we are opening up. But that doesn't mean that, you know, everything is back to normal. And if we want to be back to normal, it is uh, an individual responsibility, I would say, that uh, we should be adhering to. Thank you very much, Doctor, for your answer. Thank you. Uh, I'd like to continue this conversation, and I want to say that Electroscience team has prepared a video about the true reasons for climate change on Earth, and not only. So, dear viewers, get ready to be shocked. Cyclicality of climate disasters. 12,000 years ago, there was an era of dramatic climate change. Rapid sea level rising, earthquakes, floods, volcanic eruptions, and lava rains from the black sky. According to geologist John Embry, a climate revolution occurred around 11,000 BC, accompanied by accelerated sedimentation and a sudden rise of Atlantic water level. Overall, the objective evidence strongly suggests that a great cataclysm occurred in the 11th millennium BC. 
it had such profound implications that it became a particular watershed between two very different eras in the history of our planet. Further evidence of the cataclysm was the fact that animals died out most intensely between 11,000 and 9,000 BC when violent and inexplicable climatic fluctuations occurred. Despite the explicit taboo in science, many scientists today speak that everything on the planet happens in certain cycles, including global climatic events. A logical question arises. What kind of cycles result in global cataclysms? The report by Smotrin on Geostrategy 21 website reads, The current stage of the planet's and civilization's existence is characterized by the fact that at the turning of the second and third millennia, the Earth passes through almost simultaneous ending of several rounds of individual evolutionary spirals of the galactic solenoid at once. They include its cyclic revolutions of about 2,000 years, 12,000 years, and 370,000 years. Vladimir Vasilyevich Bubanyankov studied the cycles of the Earth's evolution, astrophysical, geological, biological, and historical. They all turned out to be subject to the great cycle of the change of epochs lasting 11,911 years. This number is a multiple of the periods of revolution around the sun of all its planets with precision down to a hundredth of a terrestrial year. Alexander Mikhailovich Baturin. I maintain that the planets also revolve around their center of mass in the direction perpendicular to the plane of its orbit. As a result of such rotation, the planet Earth occasionally flips over in space by 360 angular degrees, thus triggering a cyclicity of global events. The global catastrophe with a periodicity of 12,166 years, the entire appearance of the Earth in natural conditions periodically change, which directly affects the historical development of humankind. Igor Petrovich Kapolov and Vitaly Vasilevich Bushyev. The small 13,000-year galactic half-cycles are also related to global climate changes and other catastrophic events, but they proceed without the magnetic field polarity reversal. The boundary of these cycles is distinctly defined by the rise of the ocean level and global climate changes. These events have received the name of the world flood. Concerning the fact that the world flood had occurred, Modern science has no doubts about that. The true cause of global climate change on Earth is the cyclicality of intergalactic processes. The galaxy is a single electromagnetic system interacting with all objects in it, including the solar system. Any small changes in the galaxy is reflected in the sun and as a consequence affects all processes not only on Earth but also on other planets of the solar system. The Earth is not the only planet in the solar system undergoing climate change. The increasing amount of Pluto's black spots, polar shifts on Uranus, changes in Neptune's light intensity, and melting of ice caps on Mars make it clear that changes are underway throughout the entire solar system. The fact that other planets and moons in the solar system are also warming, and apparently there is no anthropogenic emission of greenhouse gases there as such, proves that CO2 is not the main driver of our planet's warming. Mars, Triton, Pluto, and Jupiter all show signs of global warming. Thus, there are many factors influencing the sun and the solar system. These factors need to be taken into account as they affect climate change. As stated in the report of scientists from Alatra Science, 
on the program and consequences of global climate changes on Earth, effective ways to solve these problems. The mistake was that many scientists in the past did not consider the impact of the increasing acceleration of the universe cosmic factors and astronomical processes on the global climate system of the planet. The scientific paper by academician Nikolai Petrov, Solving the Problem of Earth's Climate Change from the Position of Laws of Life Preservation in Space, says, During one period of orbiting around the center of the galaxy, the solar system makes more than 8,000 zodiacal turns along the spiral trajectory. Due to this, the polarity of the external magnetic field is rhythmically changing with respect to the moving solar system. This means that the information magnetic field of the galaxy adjusts the energy condition of the solar system in general, and the rhythmic climate change on the Earth in particular. Global climate change on Earth is mainly a derivative of astronomical processes and their cyclicity. This cyclicity is inevitable. The geological history of our planet shows that the Earth has experienced such phases of global climate change many times before. Today, we see how climatic disasters on the Earth are intensifying day by day, and each inhabitant of the planet will come to face them one way or another. As we already know, these events will only keep increasing because it is the next 12,000 cycle that we are facing. Thanks to the knowledge from Alatra presented in the scientists' report on the problems and consequences of global climate change on Earth, effective ways to solve these problems, we understand that it is not only the sun that causes climate change, but it is the cyclical processes in space which are continually occurring and as a consequence affect the planets in the form of climate disasters. And we, as humanity, have just entered the active phase of this cycle. To date, scientific and technological progress does not allow us to influence global processes in space and on Earth. As a result, we cannot oppose these changes. So, the only chance to survive is to unite and get ready for the coming catastrophes that keep increasing with every passing day. So, dear viewers, this is totally wow. This is not the official propaganda in the mainstream channels. This is not what they're trying to tell us, isn't it? This is true. Leslie, you are a participant of the Project Creative Society and the host of international conferences. Could you please share your opinion on this topic, please? Absolutely. Um, and, and first, I, I'd like to mention one thing about the media in reference to giving us what we need and meaning the truth. It doesn't sell commercials. And that's why we're not hearing it. That's one of the other reasons why we're not hearing it. The truth isn't going to sell their commercials. Um, so there's some bits on that. And the idea of this education right now, this, this video, um, and our entire world being able to listen and hear nature is our universe. It's, it's nature starts 
it starts within our universe and, and it's all we're all a part of it. Our world, Pluto, Mars, we're all a part of it. And we need to educate the people of the world in a simplified manner so that they understand that, yes, our pollution is destroying us. Yes, our pollution is not climate change. We're in the way of the change. We're in the way of these disasters. And we are intelligent enough to get out of the way. We are intelligent enough to put our resources together, to bring our scientists together, all of them from around the world, and recognize that we are all living on one planet. The United States isn't a planet. It is a country within the world. And we need to recognize this and pull the resources of everyone around the world, everyone, and look at what we are able to do. We, we educate ourselves with the universe. We educate ourselves with our nature. We educate ourselves with each other. We don't need to speak the same language. Mm -hmm. We don't need to. We need to come together as people. We all recognize the sun. We all recognize the rain. We all know what a tsunami looks like. <laughs> we don't need to say that in any language. But we need to come together and recognize that everything in our world is evolving and we need to evolve with it. And we are smart enough and we are capable of coming together and doing so. It is vitally important for the future of humanity, for our children, for our loved ones. It is vitally important and that we teach a better way. We are going in the same direction when we say, let's get back to normal. We don't want to get back to normal. We want to evolve into something better, something much better. And in our consumerist society, we ignore the knowledge we need. We ignore what is coming because we're so interested in that new car, that new house, and we forget about the entire environment of our world that is vitally important for us to enjoy anything that we make that isn't natural. Thank, Thank you very much, Leslie. Thank you. And uh, uh, we, don't, we don't need to wait uh, for world leaders and governments to unite us. We should unite before we are capable to unite. We are people by understanding what, that we are people, we can unite. That's very easy to unite on the fact that we are all people born on this planet. 
And if we sit and wait until governments or world leaders wake up and try to unite us or to solve our problems, uh, I'm not sure we will be still here on this planet safe. So, yes, to unite here and now. And thank you so much, Leslie, for your inspiring explanation. Nicolette, I would like to ask you, what would be your message to the world concerning this shocking information discussed today? I'd like to add something to just what Leslie said, which I actually think is, is important. I, I had a Jewish teacher and the Jewish, he taught me that the, the root word for normal in Jewish is the same word as disease. And that the word for health is the same, has the same root as creativity. And when you really look at this, I think, so when, when you look at this, what the message is for me to go out to the world and look at this is keep in mind there is no such thing as normal because normal is rooted in disease. There is no norm. There is no standardized thing. But creativity is healthy. So when we go forward, I would love to invite everyone to really explore what's within and see, start learning and reading the environment in the same thing that it's within you. Understand that everything that occurs outside occurs in us, is part of us, so that we go into the power of becoming the sovereign of our universe, so to speak. And the way I'm looking forward is when you think about, you know, nature is, is a living organism. Everything that lives has the same universal governance in that. So when we trust that leadership from universal governance and we start taking our own leadership, it isn't a question in what we can all do. So I think at this point, we've already seen we cannot wait for someone at the top, you know, political systems or whatsoever to help us move forward. But we see that we, the people, start to self-organize. We, the people, start coming together. We, the people, have the power to make the changes. And you have it in yourself, you have it in your community, you have it in, in, in the larger sense of society, and you have it in the environment. So my message would be just to really become aware of this and take your power and your place in the universe. We all need to take our place. Then the universe clicks and not be sidetracked by things that happen or feel powerless or, 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 or sort of feel that we're, we're just little wheels. Yes, we're little dots in the larger sense of the universe, but that little dot is absolutely necessary for the wholeness to click and work. Thank you very much. And uh, we'd like to address the same question to Dr. Joyce. What would be your message to the world concerning the information, this shocking information that we've discussed today, please? Yes, so all I would like to add here is, uh, you know, um, my mom used to always tell me that, you know, be the change you always want to be. And I truly believe that change starts from you. You cannot just wait others to do that. Instead, it is one's individual responsibility because, again, we are a part of this planet. We do live. If we need to have a better society in order to have others join you in some kind of movement, 
to follow you it's better that you start rather than waiting for someone else to start yes it is uh, the responsibility of the leaders uh, you know at a country level at a world level but then again individually it's your responsibility as well until and unless you do not start something there will be no one else following you so yes that's a message in short that i would like to give thank you very much thank you dear thank you so much so lastly to close up this round table what would be your message to people of this planet to finally wake up and realize that when this pandemic started it shut the world down and we were all quiet and we all had a moment to think i mean there was nothing going on literally no work no planes flying in the air we all had a moment of silence and that moment brought us together it brought people together on the internet this great source of technology brought the world together without going anywhere in the comfort of your own home you were able to speak to the world that is evolving that is something you want to hold on to you want to continue to evolve into better into love for each other into exploring into creating into being able to create something out of nothing remember that day you weren't able to go anywhere remember that day you were able to think and feel and feel with love for your fellow man and we all reached out to each other let's continue to reach out to each other let's continue to know each other let's continue to learn from each other around the world to create an energy to create an energy as nicolette said we all need that and it starts with us but it starts within that energy we are the universe we are we're it we're it and we must all come together and save our world and our world starts with us our world thank you so much thank you thank you lesley and thank you dear guests and dear viewers and yes that's true the information discussed today is tot is totally shocking it's truly shocking but as we mentioned today and we all acknowledge the most important thing is that we do have the way out and we must use it we must use this opportunity if you want to survive we cannot continue to sleep we have to act and i would like to thank to thank the team of volunteers of alatri international public movement of the project creative society from all around the world those who organized and technically supported and simultaneously interpreted this round table into various languages and 
Today's event has, be has become possible only thanks to joint actions of people who care about the future of humanity and our planet. And dear viewers, dear friends, we would like to remind you that on the 4th of December 2021, there will be a huge international online conference called Global Crisis Time for the Truth. Please join this unprecedented event to extend on the topics of ecology and climate change, as well as hear the truth that indeed concerns everyone. Also, if you would like to find out how to contribute in building a creative society worldwide, we're inviting you, please join the project on alatraunites.com website. One more time, thank you all, and especially our guests and all other participants of today's roundtable. And now let's watch a short video of how to join this project.